Welcome to the Heart Centered Therapist Podcast, the podcast created for you, the therapist who leads with your heart and loves serving your clients. I'm Cindy Gozanski, your host. I know that being a heart centered therapist is immensely rewarding and powerful and intensely challenging and difficult. We're on this journey together. My mission is to help you continue loving your work as a therapist, surviving being a therapist, and feeling more connected as a therapist. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Heart Centered Therapist podcast. I am really excited today to bring you Jill Kaufman, LCSW. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Jill Burnett Kaufman, LCSW, is a licensed therapist, divorce coach, author, and co-parenting expert. After going through her own difficult divorce, she made it her life's mission to help others not have it so tough. Her book, I'm Getting Divorced, Now What?, and her transformative group coaching program, Thriving Through Divorce, help parents navigate the overwhelming process of divorce with less stress, more confidence, and a greater sense of peace. She's recently married and the mother of three adult children and three adult stepchildren. Welcome, Jill. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. Absolutely. I'm really interested in our topic today, and I know our listeners will be on various levels. I always start with the question, since this is the Heart Centered Therapist podcast, what does being a heart centered therapist mean to you? So I think that's a great question. I, what I do, I do because I want to help other people. And when I connect with them, I feel like it's coming from a place of authenticity and um, where your heart feels, you know, really connected is really where you're going to do the best work. And I'm, I found absolutely where I'm doing my best work because it's really meaningful to me. I, you know, as far as what I went through and what I know how tough it is when people are going through divorce. So um, it's, it's really about connecting and being really authentic. Mm, Yes. I couldn't agree more. That connection is so important. And especially when you've experienced such painful disconnection in your life, right? Then we see how we really need to bring it into as many areas as we can and particularly our work. Right. Exactly. And I think when you're doing that, you're, it doesn't feel like work, you know, it really just feels like something that you're getting paid to do that you really enjoy. <laughs> well, and that's such a, a great segue to what you do where people would say, what, Jill, it doesn't feel like work. You're working with folks who are going through a divorce or co-parenting struggles. Come on, that's <laughs> such a tough, usually like really tough situation to work with. That's so funny because it's different for everybody, right? Everybody has something that they enjoy doing when you're a therapist. And like, I look at other people who are doing like trauma work or eating disorders, or, you know, there's so many other things that I could never do. Whereas this, I feel like is, you know, it's just, I feel like for me, I can really help people. It's a situational problem. And it's, there's like a beginning, middle, and usually an end. And that to me, it's, there's so much 
piece that I get when I work with people. And it's just, it's just easier for me. There are, I have to say, there are times when I do specifically co-parenting counseling that get really, really rough because <laughs> you get two people who really don't like each other and they, they can get, it can get bad, but you know, it's, it. I, I don't mind it too much. <laughs> it's still yeah. something that I, that I, I focus on the children, you know, and it's all about the children, not about what each of the parents are, are doing. So. Exactly. And, and you, you bring them again and again, back to that focus on the children. Right. Um, it's, it's such important work that you're doing. So I know that you, you came to this, this specialty focusing on divorce and co-parenting, but maybe this is a good chance to like share a little about your journey, your professional journey as a therapist. And I guess the personal journey is mixed in there. Yeah. So it's an interesting journey, actually. When I first had my kids, um, my first son was born in 1994. He, I started teaching parenting classes because I could do it part-time and I could do it with my children. And so, you know, I loved teaching the parenting classes and then people wanted to meet with me individually. And I'm like, I'm not a therapist. I can't meet with you individually. So I ended up going back to um, graduate school and um, I started counseling in 2007 when I graduated. And I was, you know, doing pretty much lots of different populations. And then in 2012, when I went and had my own divorce, I had no support. I mean, this is pre, like there was the internet, but not like, it, you know, it was like dial up. I don't know. It wasn't very, it was, it, I, maybe they had regular Wi-Fi, but it was not like it is today. And there was not a lot out there for people going through divorce. Um, so I was really just figuring out on on my, by myself. And I made so many mistakes and I wasted so much money. It was so stressful. And my friends who weren't going through divorce really didn't understand how difficult it was, you know? And so, you know, having that experience, and then I, I opened my own private practice. Um, I really just wanted to work with people who were going through divorce. And then I was doing the same thing over and over again. So I put it into a book and then I started, you know, teaching, at this group, I, I had this idea, if, I, if it's a group, then you have this, you know, support of, of other people also, which is really amazing and um, such a different experience if you're going through divorce to have support of other people going through it too. So, so the group combined with my facilitation and, and my book and all of my resources has been um, really life-changing for a lot of people. And it, it's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Wow. Wow. Such a, such a compelling story because you were able to find a way to use this, use your own kind of, you know, pain and rising from, from that situation in order to transform and help other people too. And as you were talking, Jill, like that sense of not even getting the same support you really needed from your friends, you thought they would understand and support you. And then they didn't really get it. And so you saw that huge need for people, which still exists. I'm, I'm really curious about how you've created some of this supportive community, both for your clients and then, you know, through the, the coaching that you do as well. Well, so, you know, I started based on like, I wanted to, you know, I had this vision in my head, but, you know, in reality, it's a lot different. When I, I, it was, it was a lot, there was a lot of fear because when you niche down, I mean, I, I'm very niched. I, I only work with parents. 
I only work with people going through divorce and I only work with people who can afford, obviously, you know, to, to pay for that. So it's like, that was really scary because what if nobody wanted to, you know, I didn't have enough people and I was turning people away who were in other, you know, wanted other things for me. But, you know, this is what I learned going through this is therapists have to niche because you absolutely get more business that way because you're the one known for that thing and people will refer to you and then you know you you have a reputation and it's been amazing to see the the success of being able to you know really narrow down where I'm working and who I'm working with that's wonderful and you know for our listeners out there some of them are newer or emerging therapists that are like trying to start their private practice or trying to leave a group practice and go on their own this is such solid and important advice and you took that risk it sounds like it was scary right you're coming out of a divorce and you're saying okay i am going to really niche down and work with my people right. and you had a passion and you believed it and then you got you got known for this. Like, that's really cool. It's exciting. And um, it's a lot, you know, I, I'm right now trying to scale and to make it, you know, a lot bigger. And, you know, you, you can't do that on your own. You need to have like a team of people. And I, and, and that's what I'm struggling with. I, I don't, I can't find a good team to support me, but. Um, I'm just so curious, like, what does that maybe give us a little hint? Is that scaling look like expanding your, your, your divorce coaching program or the resources? And I also want you to share about the Facebook group that you've created. There's so much for us to talk about here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Facebook group is really where it all started. So I started doing Facebook ads to a free Facebook group. And now I have five, almost 5,000 members in it. And so, yeah, and that's really, it's, it's a community of people who, and that's free. Anybody can join it. I go live every week there. Um, I, it's, it's a, a way I can promote whatever I'm doing. You know, I do workshops with different professionals and um, it, it, it's a ton of resources for this community. And I feel like it's really providing a value. I mean, people really get a lot out of it. It's people from all over the world in, in it. And so that you know, is great, but you want to monetize that some way. So I, so my group coaching program is where I do monetize that. And I have a good group in there, but I mean, I can have, I can have 50, hundred people in that group, which I don't have right now, you know, and I, I would love, you know, people go in and out of the group. It's an evergreen group. So I'm constantly having people go in and out and, you know, I would just effort for a group every hour that you add, you know, you can service 10 to 20 people. So, you know, instead of doing one-on-one for the hour, you're, you're, you know, making a lot more money. So that's- And you're expanding your reach and helping more people, you know, and I think that's what's so important. And that goes back to the heart-centered message too, right? That you really want to connect and you want to give these people a path that you have proven works that will help reduce some of this stress not, it's not going to take away the stress, but it's going to give them so much more guidance going through uncharted territory. Nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced. Right. And nobody knows how to get divorced. You know, like no, there's no book out there that says, okay, step one, step two, step three. So like, unless you find these resources, you're everybody, 
the words that come up for people are they're so overwhelmed and they're lost. They're really lost as they're going through this um, experience because they have no nobody to to guide them. And I always say this, this is one of the things I say when some, when there's a loss, when somebody passes away, you know, the whole community comes out and supports you, brings you food, sends flowers and cards. And it's a real, you know, you feel the love and the warmth in the community. When you go through divorce, it's a huge loss. You don't get that. There's so much shame and there's so much, um, you know, people uh, uncomfortableness with other people. So you may not tell people or, other people may not know how to support you. So there's a lot of isolation and it's really such a difficult experience for people who are going through it and anything that can help them. And that's why, you know, when therapists who are not specialized in this, I get referrals from therapists who are seeing their clients for, you know, regular, whatever they're, they're seeing them, but they don't know what to tell them about how to get through their divorce, you know? And so they they'll see me for a few sessions just to get them on a better in a better place in a, in a practical way you know like what do you do where do I go how do I handle this and so um, it's it's a good thing for therapists to have as like a resource to you know oh see Jill for a few sessions you know because this is really not something that I know anything about, you know? Yes, absolutely. That, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. What happens when a therapist says, I haven't been through a divorce. How can I help my clients? Right. I mean, I should probably do like a training for therapists because it is something that a lot of therapists deal with, right? Especially marriage counselors. You know, I do marriage counseling too. So you never know. Um, they may need a referral for something like that. And, um, you know, it's just good to, you know, I refer out to therapists for lots of things. You know, I always, people who are going through divorce, if I'm doing coaching with them, they also need a therapist, you know, cause I'm going to be doing something very different than what the therapist is doing with them on a one-on-one -on -one every week basis. So, you know, I, and I also actually, I don't know if I mentioned this, I have a therapist group with over, over 500 therapists. It's really in New Jersey, but it's a, it's a Facebook group and um, we all, you know, refer to each other and it's, and I highly recommend if you don't have one in your area to start a Facebook group, because it's so easy to get there. It's like by word of mouth. And um, they're like, oh, join this group. And people who want to rent out their office space or look for office space or referrals. Um, I mean, it's, it's an amazing, amazing group for therapists. We need that, you know, especially in private practice. So that's for like this, the state of New Jersey therapists who are in New Jersey and you run that group too? Yeah. I mean, it's one group. I'm sure there's more groups. I know of another group for therapists and it's really central New Jersey, but we have people all over, but yeah, I run that. It's uh, I started that. Wow. You have amazing endless energy. That's fabulous. I highly, highly encourage people to really, if they don't have a group in their state to, to start one or, you know, get a, get a colleague and do it together and, you know, both be moderators. We have one in, in my state of Maine, we have two, we have just amazing referrals. I mean, I'm in there multiple times a day, right? Like making referrals or finding out who has openings and then sending that to clients, like the whole time. So these are really also fabulous ways to get connected and stay connected. And I love what you're saying about this, this integration of like our, our collegiate work, right? Like, okay, 
I am not a divorce therapist, so I can refer out and then also receive referrals. Like it's so important for us to have that community as therapists. Absolutely. And we don't have a lot of time to do that. I mean, the old way of doing it is meeting someone for coffee, right? Or go, having like a meeting. Of, of an old way. <laughs> but like, you don't have to do, you don't have to spend so much time doing that. I mean, obviously we still like to do that sometimes, but um, this is such an easy way for us to connect. And you can even have like Zoom meetings with a group of people you know, on a regular basis. I don't have time to do that with this group because I'm you know, doing so many other things, but I would do that um, if I had that time. If there's, if there's one thing that's really clear from my guests is that therapists are busy. We get involved <laughs> and we keep expanding what we're doing. We keep expanding our reach and you're a great example of that, Jill. Um, Thank you. Yes. So what is the name of the Facebook group that's for people going through divorce. It's separation and divorce support community. Um, so yeah, it's really, and it's, it's really easy to find um, on Facebook. Some people aren't on Facebook though. So that's, that's the issue. Yeah. Congratulations on, on really building that out. And is there any concern? Like, I'm just so curious. I know that this is people choose to be in there. So are there, are there concerns around boundaries, you're functioning as a coach in there, but like what happens with self-disclosure and, and all of that in kind of, it's a closed, um, I guess, highly moderated Facebook group. It's very moderated. A lot of people try to come in there. I've had people say that they were messaged by people before, um, unwanted messaging. So I kick people out all the time. I mean, I, I really have to monitor it. I don't let people in unless they answer questions. And even if they answer questions, I, I make sure they're the right fit for the group. So that actually takes a lot of time. I have somebody helping me with that. But you can post anonymously. So mm -hmm. if, you're a, if you're a member of the group, your name is gonna show as a member of the group in the private group. It won't show outside of the group. Um, there are privacy settings on Facebook to not show other people what groups you're in. So you can control that. But once you're in the group, the other people in the group can see who's in the group. The posts can be anonymous, but you can't anonymously be in the group. So some people just have like have new Facebook profiles just for things that they you know, want to do that they don't want other people to know about. Cause I get a lot of people who are thinking about divorce and are not, you haven't told their spouse yet, or, you know, haven't talked to anybody about it yet. So there is that concern about confidentiality and, and it's real, you know, and people, when they, when they come into my program and buy my products, it says divorce coach Jill. So if they're not telling their spouse, I've had, I've run into that issue and I've had to you know, be very clear about that. You have to be okay with this showing up on your credit card. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Right. So there's so much transparency involved in your work. Yes. Yep. And self-disclosure a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's, it, you don't keep it a secret, right? That, that this all came about because you had to go through your own really difficult divorce process. And I think being real like that can be so helpful. Yes, absolutely. And I think um, I didn't mention that I did get trained to be a divorce mediator. So I did do that for a little while, which, you know, at, there's, there's special training if anybody's interested for therapists who are interested in being a divorce mediator, um, because we have, you know, skills that are helpful 
when you do that. But for me, it was a little bit too dry. You know, it was like, it was very um, cookie cutter and you get paid well, but I really enjoy working with people on, with the emotional side, you know, more. Yeah. And, and that's really important because I'm sure some therapists who are listening to this and and thinking, you know, this could be a a niche for them would want to know, like, what are some other ways that they could get trained? So one would be divorce, becoming a divorce mediator, taking courses. Yeah. I don't think there's training for uh, divorce counseling and like co-parenting counseling, but there, there are continuing education courses on that. I, I, I know they're out there. So there's a lot of training. If you're interested co-parenting counseling is a great part of this. I also do some reunification counts therapy. So that's also another piece that people can do if they're interested, but you know, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Yeah. yeah. Is, and would you say that this is, is quite different from like discernment counseling? Yeah. That's another niche, which I think is a great niche. I never got trained in that, but, but discernment counseling is when one of the parent, one of the parties are in the marriage and one is not. And so they have to kind of, you know, get through that and find out how they're going to move forward. So I think that's a great training for people, but I, I didn't do that one. Right. Okay. So that would be like maybe a precursor. And then the person may still need a divorce coach or a divorce specialist. Yeah. Divorce coaching is totally different because divorce coaching, can I say the difference between divorce coaching and counseling? Yes. Okay. So counseling, we all know what that is. You're, you're dealing with past issues. You're, you're, there's a diagnosis, there's treatment plans. And with divorce coaching, you're really dealing with the present and future. And you're dealing with how to practically navigate all the emotional pieces. So like, you know, giving them skills, building skills, building their self-confidence. And while you're helping them organize themselves organize their professionals. There's tons of professionals that you can use when you're going through divorce and have a plan for their future. So the the end result in divorce is you want to get to an agreement um, on all the finances and all the parenting. And so coming up with a proposal is something that a divorce coach can help with. You want to get the help of a lawyer and a financial professional. But once you have that information, you can help your clients come up with what they want in their divorce agreement. So it's really a practical way of working with someone and very different than therapy and counseling. Yes. That's, thank you so much for, for clarifying that. And so to what extent do you like, do you work with the client's lawyer as well? Usually the client works with the lawyer and then comes back. I tell them what questions we get a list of questions together and they go and ask the questions and they come back. And I, you know, we share Google docs and we come up with, you know, real, a lot of, because, because people are so overwhelmed, they can't think clearly and they don't know how to organize. Even people who are really organized, smart people can't organize themselves because it's such an emotional thing. So having someone there really walking them through this is so, so helpful. Yes. Yes. And right. Even that pain of knowing you're like a really organized person and you can't do this, right. I can do everything else and I can't do this, right. That just compounds it. Um, Yeah. And I have a lot of clients who are therapists too, actually. So, you know, when they get divorced, they need help. Okay. Right. Well, if anyone's listening, Jill's your person. (laughs) So I could also 
see that some of your preparation, right? Like you can tell, you can help with your divorce coaching clients, help them find out like questions that they want to bring to their attorney or, you know, you know, saving some of the super, super expensive attorney time by working with you, making some preparations some plans, bring that to them, then bring it back to you. Is that part of it? It, it, That's the huge part of this. I get clients all the time who have retained an attorney. So they've given them a retainer of three, five, $7,000, and they're working with that attorney. And this is what I did. I went to my attorney when I was upset about something and I would vent to her. And that's like $450 for an hour of venting when I'm like, you know, I, or $600. I have an attorney referral that that's $600 an hour. And I'm like, First of all, they're not a mental health professional. They can't really help you. And second of all, it's a big waste of money. So what I tell people is hire attorneys as consultants and not retain them. Just use them when you need them and use me as your person, your go-to person. Yes, you need an attorney for that. You need a financial professional. You need a a mortgage professional for that. You need an accountant, you know, so they'll use those professionals, but they'll use them when they really need them, not, you know, have their attorney. Um, every email, every phone call, every te- everything is charged. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money. Like we're talking $50,000 wasted on things that you don't really need to in some cases. Exactly. So, so the, the coaching can really be a godsend at a time when, you know, resources are tight in a way right. that sounds like kind of one mistake that a client might make that they're spending way too much money with the attorney instead of using the attorney as a consultant. Right. What are some other like common mistakes? I mean, you don't have to like list all of them, but some little, some, some common mistakes that, that when people are going through a divorce, you see all the time. Well, let's go to co-parenting, right? So communicating with your soon to be ex. So many people are emotional reactive and really increase the conflict with their soon to be ex. So, you know, if you're, and, and here's the, the buzzword, everybody's a narcissist, right? Like if you're divorcing a narcissist, but I, I call it like a high conflict person, let's say they're a high conflict person. They're going to say things that are going to trigger you and you're going to be reacting to that. So what I really tell people to do is think of your X as a business, as a colleague or coworker and your divorce as a business deal, because your divorce is a business deal. You're financially going to either do well or not do well. I had a client in one of, in my group who said she lost $20,000 because she overreacted in mediation to her ex. Mm-hmm. And like you, you, you don't realize that you can really hurt yourself if you're reacting on an emotional level instead of I have all these techniques to help people communicate better, but really it's basically stay calm, take deep breaths and think before you react. Don't react right away to a text or an email or on a phone call. You know, take the time to think about, talk to your divorce coach, talk to your therapist, talk to your friend and think about how you want to respond. And sometimes you don't need to respond at all. So that's the biggest mistake that a lot of people make. One of the biggest mistakes that people make. Right. That's, that's a great example. And just, just having some space before the reaction, 
you know, to kind of slow that down, um, use your resources. I could see where the group would be great if somebody comes in. I'm trying to not react. <laughs> right, exactly. And and they support each other because we all know it's so hard. It's really hard not to react. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's brilliant thinking about your soon-to-be ex as, as a colleague and the divorce as a business agreement. Yeah, that's what it is. It really is. I mean, and that, and the more you can think about it like that, the more, the better you'll do. So that that kind of just goes right into like these, these best practice moves for co-parenting, because I think it's everybody's fear, you know, nightmare. How how is this ever going to work? And some of it involves, like you said, regulating yourself. So you can, you can show up in, in a very, you know, good place with your nervous system, not overly triggered, but what are some other best practices you've seen for co-parenting, like even after the divorce happens? So, I mean, especially in, when you have young children in the situation, you know, you're going to be dealing with this person for a long time. So you want to have an agreement that is really detailed, that has things spelled out. So you don't have to go back to court. I've seen so many things where people go back to court. It's a mess everybody gets, you know, hurt in those situations. So if you have a good agreement, that's um, really detailed, that's great. But once that agreement is set, I really encourage parents to be flexible with each other. And it doesn't mean like throw the agreement out. It just means that if the, the son, and this is just a typical thing, a son wants to watch a, you know, football game with the father and it's the mom's parenting time, let that happen. If the mom and the daughter want to go get their nails done because she's going to a dance, let that, and it's on the dad's parenting time, let that happen. I mean, you can't do it all the time, but the more you can do it, the better it is for the children. And it, it makes it a good situation because you're both going to want those, um, those times where you need the other parent to be flexible. The better relationship that the two parents have the better the children turn out. I mean, I'm sure most therapists understand that. Like the the relationship between the parents significantly impacts how the kids are, you know, um, emotionally. So um, I highly, highly recommend if you can't get along or if you're struggling, you know, do co-parenting counseling and that will really, um, it can really help the situation. So, you know, really working together post-divorce, it's so important. And, you know, when you're going through divorce, in my situation, we had a very high conflict divorce. We didn't get along for a while after the divorce, but at some point within probably a year or two years after the divorce, we started getting along and working together and we have an excellent relationship. We've, we spend like all these, like my youngest graduated from college and we were all together, me and my husband and him and his girlfriend and his parents. And we spent like the whole time together and it was, it was very pleasant. And so, and it's just such a better feeling for everybody involved if you can do that. So that's what I would work with people to do is try to get that relationship. Even if you're not best friends, just have it as a really low conflict, healthy relationship. Yeah. And and that's so beautiful. Like when, when the kids are young, right. You didn't even think about, wow, how is this going to be when my child graduates that we could all be there together? Yeah. I know. And that's really important in, in a way, like you were talking about the message and the 
the sense of coaching being so different that it's in the here and now, and then also planning for the future. And in some ways, co-parenting is also planning for the future, it would seem. Right. Well, it is here and now and future, but yeah. How do you set up positive ways to effectively communicate with each other? How do you um, you know, have both parents' needs being met because there's only one holiday, right? There's only Thanksgiving. How do how do you do that? You know, how do you split that? And everybody is going to have to compromise, and nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy with any of this. And if you can realize that, and you can empathize with the other person and try to come up with some creative solutions, you know, then you have a good, you know, potential for a good relationship going forward. Mm, yeah. So you're really getting buy-in from both parents to do the co-parenting work. You have to, you have to have that. You can't have one who's trying and one who's not. And I have that situation a lot and there are ways to deal with that, right? You, you, you can only control what you do. So whatever the other person does, you know, you, you do what you need to do um, for the good of your children. I do have something else I wanted to talk about my, that I omitted about my path here. So one of the things that I did was get, I was trained by a woman who is a therapist and she trains people to be coaches. And so you could coach any, you know, any kind of anything you want. Um, and her name is Katie Reed. And Katie's amazing. Do you know her? Yeah, she was, she was a guest on this podcast too. So that's so funny. And she really helped me kind of understand what the coaching was versus therapy and really develop my, the different, because I still have my therapy practice and I have my coaching. So are you a certified, certified clinic coach? Is that? Um, I worked with her before she developed that. I was like one of the first things, but yeah, she basically trained me for that. Wow. Wow. So for the listener, you really, you recommend, and and I would agree, and I've worked with, with other coaches too, that it's so important to get that training, to understand the differences and how you can work and how you can build offerings and all of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's amazing. She really is. And she understands how therapists, you know, think and, and what their fears are of doing this. And she really was a, was a great guide for me when I was first doing this, yeah. but yeah, it was before she developed that. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so Jill, how, how do you split your time? Are you doing more of the coaching and a little less of the counseling these days? So, I mean, it's a really great adjunct to each other because, you know, the, the therapy it's, it, you know, obviously it's very different. It's only in New Jersey. It works for some reason. I have, I'm probably like 60, 40 with 40% counseling and 60% my coaching business, but you know, you it's what it's up to you, whatever you want to do, you can do it any way you want and you can continue having your counseling practice if that's what you want too. So, I I mean, I, I love it because it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Yes. Yeah. And, and it really keeps you energized. You have such great energy and I think it's, you know, it's, you smile all the time. I wish people could see. And I think it's because, you know, you have this work that's such a passion for you. Yeah. I mean, having, you know, counseling is great and I love, I would never give that up, but having my own kind of business is really exciting because you do it, you can do anything with it that you want and you're, you know, there's a lot of potential. So I really, I love it. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. So as a therapist and an entrepreneur and a coach, tell me about self-care. What does self-care look like for you? Because I'm sure it's extremely needed for somebody as busy as you are. So it's so funny because I was doing a really good job of it until March when I got my puppy. <laughs> and that threw it all out the window. But having a puppy is like having a baby and I'm too old to have a baby right now. So <laughs> that was really hard. I'm getting out of it. You know, she's almost five months old, so she's getting much better. But don't have babies or puppies when you're going, when you're starting a business. Cause that's really, really a lot on top of everything, but I'm getting, you know, I'm starting to get my self-care back, but th the good part of, of having your own practice and business is you do get to make decisions about when you want to work and when you don't want to work. And that's been amazing for me because then, you know, if I want to do a hike on a Wednesday, you know, morning, I can do that. Or if I want to go skiing, you know, on a Friday, I can do that. So, you know, like it, it is, I wrestle with it because I, I am a little obsessed with my business. So I spend a lot of time on it, but, but I, but I do, I, I have been doing a good job until the past couple of months. I'm getting back though. That's great. Right. So, so being active, being in nature and I mean, and working on your business is also fulfilling. I mean, that's clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. I do it on the weekends. You know, I, whenever I can grab time, I, I do it because it's, you know, there's stuff about it. I love there's stuff about it. That's frustrating and difficult, but there's so much about it that I, that I really get a lot from too. Yes. Right. Well, that that's, that's truly heart centered work. And you see that it's, it's having so many reverberations in the greater community. And in, and like you said, you have over 5,000 members in your Facebook group from around the world, people yeah. going through a divorce, trying to like do it better. Wow. Yeah. It's so needed. It's so needed. And there's so many other things that are needed out there that people potentially like don't realize that they have knowledge, you know, especially therapists, we have so much good training and knowledge and to share it with people is, you know, it's just what we should be doing. Right. <laughs> That's what I love doing. Yes, exactly. And, and I love that you've, you know, really kind of merged your personal life experience with your professional life and, and found a way to make that work, you know, without having to be like disclosed too much, but so that other people know, like you get it, you've had the lived experience. Yeah. I think in, in some places you have to have that lived experience, not everything, but you know, it really helps. It helps for me. Yes, absolutely. What about writing your book? You know, it's, I'm so intrigued when people are able to have that discipline and write a book and tell us a little about the process for you. So I've been working on this for so long. I mean, like I started with a parenting book. I was going to um, have a, a parenting book on how to parent. Cause that's what I was doing, you know, teaching parenting classes. And then it morphed into, you know, divorce and how to deal with it. And so the, you know, the journey was just like, just keep on editing, you know, like every week, you know, you look at it and you kind of say, oh, I forgot to add that, or I need to change this. And um, it was years and years of just kind of like playing with it and, and working on it. It's kind of a workbook and a book. So there's, you know, journal prompts and there's like lists of things that people have to go through. And I like the interactiveness 
There's a lot of pictures and kind of photos to, to capture the emotion of things. I hired somebody to kind of put it all together and they did an amazing job of like what I wanted. Cause I didn't want just like someone reading pages after pages. I wanted it really a living, breathing kind of a thing. And, um, and it really turned out to be like uh, the basis of this like path that people go through when they're going through divorce. And it's, it really helped me. I mean, I wrote the book before I developed the group coaching program and I, and I do the program based on the book. So it was a whole journey. It just kind of led me there. Um, So that's your success path. Really. The book became the success path for your group coaching program. Right. Right. So it wasn't intentional at all. (laughs) Like it just kind of happened. You know, I think a lot of therapists think about writing a book and i highly recommend it, you know, because it's, it's, you're getting so much information from doing your work over and over again. And to put that into a book, then people buy my book and they don't have to work with me. They just have to buy my, you know, right now I'm selling it for $7 before it was like 17, but I'm, I have a discount right now and they can get a ton of information from that. Wow. That's amazing. If you, if you didn't hear it, she just said, she's selling her book for $7, this amazing book that would be great for therapists as well as clients to get. So that's wonderful. We will link to that in the show notes. But what I love, Jill, is is you're so encouraging for listeners, right? Like whatever it is, do that. You have knowledge as a therapist. Maybe you want to do coaching, get some some training in coaching and then launch a coaching business, you know, start a group program. If you want to write a book, write a book, Do, do the editing and get it done. Start a Facebook group for your state or for the population that you really enjoy working with. Like these are all nuggets that you're sharing with us. And it's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, I do love working with therapists too. Cause like, I feel like in order to be a therapist, you have to be a special kind of person and you really want to give to other people. And so, you know, I know that fear of like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough, or I don't have enough experience or like, you know, so much of that negative self-talk. And all I can say is like, start doing something because then you end up, you know, with, with a lot eventually. So inspiring. Start doing something. We need that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you have also this group coaching program and maybe share a little about what that is, because I have a feeling people would be interested in learning more and maybe referring to you. Yeah. So um, for a a very reasonable fee, like Katie's funny because she always is like, you got to charge more, you know, this is, this is so much value, but I know people going through divorce, they don't have, they're fearful about money. So that's why I'm not charging a huge, huge fee for a very reasonable fee. They get 12 weeks of weekly office hours and every other week group coaching. So the way I structured it, there's so many different ways of structuring a group program. They need one-on-one work, you know, with me, like, okay, my ex did this and my lawyer said this, what do you think I should do? So every week I have office hours where they can drop in like a professor. I can work with them one-on-one and other people can listen and chime in and encourage each other. And then they can leave, you know, so that is a really valuable thing for people who are 
each week something else comes up, you know, oh, I'm going to talk to Jill on Thursday, you know, because I've got, I've got these questions. So that's really valuable. And that's then every- I'm just going to stop you for one second, right? Sure. So listeners like this, friends, Jill is giving you like a way that you can set up your own coaching program, right? We know people need that one-on-one time. And she just spelled out, rewind and listen to how you can do it by doing the office hours and letting people have one-on-one time with you, the expert within a group coaching program. So, right. Right. So, cool. so that's one. Okay. That's, that's one. And then the second thing is every other week I do, I go do a group coaching session for my one chapter of my book. So it's much more structured. I ask them to, you know, um, I ask them questions, you know, and I try to get them to think about things. And, um, and then like we have a beginning, middle and an end. And so you're, and, and then some people just listen, you know, they, they, they can't, they have their kids or they're making dinner and they just listen with their earbuds. And you can do that because it's, it's like, I'm giving a lot of information throughout that um, session. And I do that every other week. And so it's evergreen. So people can come in anytime and they'll get the six group coaching sessions over the 12 weeks. But I also have videos of those sessions. A lot of coaches video their group sessions, but because of confidentiality, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I don't, I don't record those sessions, but I've recorded myself giving the information and they can always start going through those videos at their own pace. So each person's going through at their own pace. I connect them with people who are starting around the same time they are. So they have a group of people that they're connected to, to start off with. And they have the the bigger group of all the people who've been there for a while and who are not, you know, at different stages. Right. So they, they're in like a little cohort of yes, who started with them. And then the group coaching, you're leading, you're teaching. And is there an interactive part of that as well? Absolutely. So I asked people to say, you know, what, like for one example, the first chapter is about, you know, all of the emotional pieces of this. And I say, you know, what have you learned from your marriage? You know, because everybody learns things from marriage. So they either put it in their chat or they they put their audio on and they they talk about that. So yeah, I go around and ask those kinds of questions. The other thing I wanted to mention is I have a ton of videos and PDFs and information. It's in a membership area that they have access to. Oh. So they can go through all that. There's financial information, there's parenting. I have things about like, how to co-parent effectively, how to date after you're divorced, you know, like all of the different kinds of information that they could use, how to, how to make your budget. Cause you'd have to make a budget when you're going through divorce. So like those kinds of things they have access to. So it's really a comprehensive program that is a ton of um, help for people and at not such a, not such a bad price. <laughs> right. And, and that's what's so, um, so, so great. I love that is like when things are accessible and, and again, like you said, for therapists that really have this desire to serve and reach more people, that's, that's so important when but it they, can be accessible. But they don't need everything that I have. Like I developed that over several years. They can just have once a week group coaching or once every other week group coaching, you know, and just have that and charge appropriately to, to what that is, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I just, I feel your energy. Like you're so excited and I have this and I have this like that's, that's <laughs> because it's to help these, these people going through like the most painful thing ever. Right. right. That huge grief and loss of divorce and not knowing 
that uncertainty of what the future is going to be like. And so you're right there with them every step of the way. And it's really, it's really sounds like so collaborative and supportive for them. Oh yeah. I mean, it's instead of having, you know, either the guidance of someone who is an attorney, who's just trying to get you the best deal that you can get and doesn't understand the emotional piece of it or having no guidance, you know, you have, you have someone really has your back, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So tell, I mean, this is so exciting. Tell everyone where they can find out more about you, your website and these, these different offers. So my website is, I have a, I have two websites. You have to have two websites, one for counseling, one for coaching. So I have a counseling one is Princeton counseling and parenting center.com. And my, it's way too long. I, I, that was a mistake. You shouldn't make your, your URL too long. It's in New Jersey. Yeah. And then my coaching website is divorcecoachjill.com. And then I have, you know, Instagram, divorcecoachjill. I have, you know, a Facebook page, divorce and co-parenting expert. So I have lots of different places. Yeah. Great handle. Divorce coach Jill. <laughs> That's well, me. That's you. Yes. And it's, you know, like that's something that's so, it's, it's so great. You're so proud of it as you should be because you're helping so many people and you're saying, look, I can be the divorce coach and help you get through this in a different way. Right. Exactly. It is, uh, it is, I get so much. I, I tell my clients who are in my group that I get more from them than they get from me because it's just seeing these people having such courage to face some really, really tough situations. And we all get that as therapists, right? But I get a ton out of my clients. You know, I get, love that. It's, that's beautiful. And I really just want to acknowledge you, Jill, for doing this, for, for you showing up courageously in the world, the way you are by creating these resources that help so many people. And like you said, you're doing it in a way that people can afford and so that they need it and they can get the help. And you're really making an impact on the kids and on these families. And that's the future of our world and having, you know, more peaceful relationships. So I just really acknowledge you for this, this beautiful work you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. We will make sure to link in the show notes all of the places that people can find Divorce Coach Jill, Jill Kaufman, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I invite you to subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps other people find this podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the links and resources mentioned. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.